0: Sound of Movies with today's host, Joan Andrews.
1: Welcome to The Sound of Movies, where we play for you the music behind the scenes while we narrate the stories of feature films. Today we'll listen to the music of The Princess Bride from 1987. The Princess Bride is based on a story by William Goldman. The music was composed by Mark Knopfler. The Princess Bride, a fairy tale, is about a handsome farm boy named Wesley and a beautiful farm girl named Buttercup. And their true love. So we begin today's episode of The Sound of Movies with the opening music of the film from 1987 The Princess Bride. The movie opens with a grandfather reading a fairy tale to his sick grandson. The grandson is doubtful he'll enjoy it, but the grandfather assures him the story is full of sword plays, giants, an evil prince, a beautiful princess, a kind farm boy, and true love. The grandson doesn't have a choice, so he listens. The fairy tale starts on a farm. A beautiful farm girl loves to ride her horses and torment the handsome farm boy who works there. Her name is Buttercup. His name is Wesley. And all Wesley ever says to Buttercup is, as you wish. To Buttercup's surprise, she falls in love with the kind, handsome farm boy. They both call it true love. But Wesley has no money for marriage, so he must leave the farm to seek his fortune across the sea. Buttercup is very sad. She fears she'll never see him again. She vows, even if that happens, I will never love again. Shortly thereafter, Buttercup got the news that Wesley's ship was attacked by the dread pirate Robert, who never leaves captives alive. Buttercup renewed her vow. She said, I will never love again. next scene it's five years later all the townspeople are gathered in the town square there's much excitement the prince is about to announce his engagement it's clearly a holiday in florin We return now to the city of Florin. The townspeople are all gathered in the square, excitedly waiting for the prince to announce his engagement. When he does, to everyone's surprise, he announces he's marrying a commoner named Buttercup. She doesn't look happy. The prince may have the right to choose his bride, but he can't make her love him. In fact, true to her vow, Buttercup has never loved again. However... The prince is determined to marry her and has required her to live in his castle until their wedding day. Now, her only joy in life is her morning ride on her horse. One morning, while out for her ride, the princess is captured. We quickly learn the captors, a midget, a giant, and a swashbuckler, have been hired by the prince to kill the princess and frame it on the country of Gilder. Then the prince can have a war. We also quickly learn the giant and the swashbuckler didn't really know this is what they signed up for. But as they put the princess on a boat to sail away to Gilder, they realize they're being followed. Vizzini the midget, the so-called mastermind of the group, isn't worried. He thinks it's inconceivable that anyone can follow them up the cliffs of insanity. But to their amazement, a man in a black mask does just that. now they have reached the Cliffs of Insanity, and Vincenzi knows no one can climb the Cliffs of Insanity like they can, for they have the giant Fezzik, and he can climb the rope with two hands, with the three of them attached. But when they are halfway up, they see the man in black has started to climb their dangling rope, and, amazingly, is gaining on them. So when the foursome reaches the top, Vizzini himself cuts the rope. But the man in black didn't fall. He clings to the rocks. Vizini finds it inconceivable. Knowing now that the man in black has seen them with the Princess Bride, Vizini declares he must be killed. He and the giant Fezzik go off towards Gilder with the girl, leaving the swordsman Inigo Montoya to greet the man in black at the top to kill him with his sword. Inigo Montoya agrees to this plan, but only if he can fight with his left hand. Fighting him with his right, he declares, wouldn't be fair. Vizzini tells him just to get the job done. Fezzik warns him to be careful. People in masks cannot be trusted. And so Montoya waits. We return to the top of the Cliffs of Insanity, where Inigo Montoya, the swordsman of the gang of brigands who have captured Buttercup at the behest of the prince, has greeted the man in black. Vizzini, the mastermind, and the giant Fezzik have taken Buttercup on ahead. Inigo Montoya plans to kill the man in black in a duel, but he wants it to be a gentlemanly sword fight. So he allows the man in black to rest. And while he's resting... Inigo Montoya tells the man in black how he came to be such a good swordsman, how he's been practicing his craft his whole life since the six-fingered man killed his father. He plans to avenge his father's death as soon as he can find the six-fingered man. But for now, he works for Vincini to pay the bills. There's not a lot of money in revenge. So though he finds the man in black a decent fellow, and the man in black echoes the feeling in return, their duel must begin. Inigo Montoya immediately recognizes the skill of the man in black. They even discuss defense techniques. It's quite a battle between these two left-handed swordsmen. Toya even admits, smilingly, that the man in black is better than him. But then he also tells the man in black he is not left-handed, and switches to his right hand. Moments later, the man in black reveals he too is not left-handed and switches to his right hand. And the battle goes on with gusto. The man in black has scored a hit on Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya falls to his knees, begging to be killed quickly. The man in black would soon destroy a stained glass window as an artist such as himself, but since he can't have him following him, he knocks him out, so he can continue his quest. And through his strength and his wit, he bests Fezzik, the giant, and Vizzini, the mastermind, to complete his rescue of Buttercup. But Buttercup realizing now the man in the black mast is the dread pirate Robert, refuses to be rescued by him until he reveals himself to actually be her true love Wesley. Realizing then they're both being chased by the prince, they make their escape through the dangerous fire swamp. While in there, Wesley explains to Buttercup that the real Dread Pirate Robert has been retired for 50 years and living like a king in Patagonia. Since then, men like him have inherited the title and used it until they were so rich they could retire and pass it on. Wesley was now ready to pass it on. First, they must get by the flame spurts. Once they realize the flame spurts give warning sounds, they deftly avoid them. Then they must survive the lightning sand. But before they can prepare themselves... Buttercup is immediately swallowed up. Wesley cuts a vine. And holding that vine, dives in to save her. Then... After many breathless moments. Wesley and Buttercup break free of the sand, climbing their way up that vine to solid ground. But their trials in the fire swamp aren't over yet. Finally, they must beat off the attack of the rodents of unusual size, R.U.S.'s. Sure enough, a rodent of quite unusual size attacks Wesley. Odin's growl is ugly, his teeth are big, but Wesley is up to the challenge. And when he hears the warning sound of a flame spurt nearby, he has a plan. wounded by fire and Wesley can put his sword to good use the rodent of unusual size is dead and Wesley and Buttercup emerge from the fire swamp battered and bruised but triumphant soon after they emerge from the fire swamp however they are surrounded by the prince and his henchmen including Count Rugen whom Wesley notices is a six-fingered man. The prince has Count Rugen throw Wesley in the pit of despair, and Buttercup is returned to the castle to be married to the prince in ten days. Despite being told by the prince that he killed Wesley himself in the pit of despair, she has faith that somehow, since he was her true love, Wesley will come to save her, from this terrible fate. What she doesn't know, two of the men who were hired by the prince to capture her in the first place, the giant and Inigo Montoya, have been busy rescuing Wesley from the pit of despair. When they found him, he was mostly dead, but they went to a miracle man who gave him a miracle pill, and now he is slowly coming back to life. He can't quite use his hands or his feet yet, but he can think, and that's what Anigo Montoya needed him for. Montoya explains to Wesley what's happened to him and that Buttercup is getting married tonight in the castle. He also tells him that Count Rugen is the six-fingered man. They both must get into that castle tonight. So Montoya and Wesley and the loyal Fezzik the Giant make a plan. They do make an unlikely trio, but the three friends also make their way into the castle. With the use of a wheelbarrow and a Holocaust cloak and the ghost of the dread pirate Robert, it was pretty easy to get the gatekeeper to give up the keys. Things are not calm in the castle. Just as the three friends break in, the priest has declared the prince and Buttercup, man and wife. Immediately, the prince has Buttercup escorted to the honeymoon suite. Meanwhile, the three friends slowly make their way through the corridors of the castle, when they come across Count Rugen and his men. Inigo Montoya makes fast work of those men. Leaving Count Rugen to face him, man to six-fingered man, Inigo Montoya tells him, My name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. But Count Rugen runs. The count even resorts to hiding behind locked doors, but the castle's locks are no match for Fezzik the giant, so Aniga Montoya may continue his chase. Count Rugen has nowhere else to run. But instead of engaging in the time-honored gentleman's duel to the death with Inigo Montoya, he stands far back and throws a dagger he had hidden in his sock, hitting Inigo Montoya in the stomach. Inigo immediately looks heavenward and apologizes to his father for his failure. But as Count Rugen revels in his victory, Inigo Montoya gains new strength. He pulls that dagger from his belly rises to his feet and tells Count Rugen, My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And this time, he succeeds. Now that Inigo Montoya has his revenge on the six-fingered man who killed his father, he heads off to find Wesley to help him rescue his true love, Buttercup. But he finds them already reunited. Despite still not being able to use his arms or his legs, Wesley outwitted the prince, and Buttercup tied him up. So with his true love at hand, Wesley offers Anigo Montoya the job as the dread pirate Robert. Inigo Montoya gratefully accepts. Then Wesley, Buttercup, Inigo Montoya, and Fezzik rode off into the dawn on four white horses. The story then returns to the grandfather reading to the grandson, who didn't want to hear the story in the first place. The grandfather finishes the book and tells the boy he'll leave him alone now. The grandson asks, will he come back the next day and read it again? Today we played the music and heard the story of The Princess Bride from 1987. The story of the film, of course, is based on fairy tales. The movie even opens and closes with a grandfather reading this story to his grandson. And though the story does have giants and swords and rodents of unusual size, it is at heart a love story. In fact, it's a storybook love. And that's the title of our bonus song today, Storybook Love. As the credits roll for the film The Princess Bride, this song, Storybook Love by Willie DeVille, is played. So listen now to Storybook Love by Willie DeVille. Come, my love, I'll tell you her
0: tale Of a boy and girl and their love story And how he loved her oh so much And all the charms she did possess now this did happen once upon a time When things were not so complex And how he worshipped the ground she walked And when he looked in her eyes he became obsessed My love is like a storybook story But it's as real as the field love was stronger than the power so dark A prince could have within his keeping His spells to weave and steal a heart Within her breast but only sleeping My love is like a storybook story But it's as real as the heart at the foot of your dress she said don't you know that story book always have a happy ending then he swooped her up just like in the
2: books
0: and on his stallion they rode away my love is like a story
1: Storybook Love, written and performed by Willie DeVille. And that was a bonus song from our film today, The Princess Bride. The story was written by William Goldman. The music was composed by Mark Knopfler. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the music and the story of The Princess Bride from 1987. Thank you for listening to The Sound of Movies.
0: The Sound of Movies is a production of The Front Porch People. Listen to more great conversations at thefrontporchpeople.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons.
0: Think behind the music for the stuff we love.
2: Check out our website at 2 com,
0: and listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.